Stop what you're doing, grab your headphones, it's time for Moody Sports. Today on the podcast we got uh, news, uh, some news topics coming in. Uh, we're going to do a little segment called State of the Union, and then obviously we'll hit you with the top three uh, tight ends and kickers in the NFL like we promised last week. So stick along with us. So news of the week, guys. Biggest story I saw, sort of funny, I feel like, A.B. saying he's going to quit football if he cannot get to use the helmet they have deemed unsafe to wear in the NFL. Zach, how do you think about that? <laughs> how is the helmet somehow unsafe now and the technology wasn't safe in 2009? Even if it, it's a 10-year-old helmet. Yes. 2009. You're telling me helmet technology wasn't already like near its peak? Like, come on. <laughs> but they are trying to cover themselves for the concussion protocol and issues they've had in the past year. So I can get it. But at the same time, it's just I think it's crazy he's saying he's gonna quit football. You're not gonna take the paycheck just because of a helmet dispute. He's just stubborn, is what we're learning. Do you also think they're just sort of doing it for the hard knocks? angle of it like you just need the drama because hard knocks is there the first episode was kind of boring so i mean we'll see how the next few weeks progress (laughs) ab seems to be a little you know extreme in his reactions like up and down but he's been quiet since the whole frostbite situation (laughs) that's a new one frostbite in the nfl out by frostbite who would have ever thought yeah mr deeds in it yeah (laughs) Um, other news: Bama uh, freshman running back coming in, Trey Sanders. He was like he was one of the top running back recruits coming in. He is out for the season, reportedly. Uh, I don't know exact injury details, but I would assume some sort of like ACL or something along those lines. Well, I'm sure Alabama will be just fine. Probably will. Uh, Antonio Callaway of the Browns suspended four games for substance abuse. Not the first time he's been in trouble, but first time he's been suspended for this issue. Do you know what it was for? Marijuana, I do believe. Stay off the, the weed. weed. Uh, Andy Ruiz won the heavyweight title from Anthony Joshua recently, and he's decided uh, not he will not sign on for another rematch with Anthony Joshua. It won't give him another chance to get the belt back. He said, I already beat you once. <laughs> that was it. And uh, I saw Re- Ruiz also said, uh, I'm not getting in shape. No. He's <laughs> I won the heavyweight the- title like this. Not getting in shape. <laughs> uh, also... Uh, preseason started up this week. We had a bunch of freshman uh, rookie quarterbacks coming in and then a couple sophomore quarterbacks starting their second years. Um, a lot of the quarterbacks played limited snaps, uh, one or two drives, but all looked pretty good minus Dwayne Haskins. Haskins is a work in progress. He didn't have like the same amount of college starts as some other quarterbacks. I know Kyler Murray is a one-year guy, but he was there for four years. So 
I mean, we'll see how it goes. Daniel Jones, we're a little hyping him up I, now. The world was loving Daniel oh Jones. Oh my gosh. He just showed up every in ESPN and Fox and everybody that said he was not worth it. How do you feel about the Browns day? going no huddle, Dan? Uh, I really like it, honestly. I think they have the pieces to run with that. Like, you know, with Odell and Jarvis both on the outside, those are quick guys who are going to be able to do that consistently. And you have enough running backs to be able to rotate consistently. And really? They only have two running backs uh, now. Big John. Johnson is Duke on John, the Texans. That's true. Duke Johnson to the Texans. I and you really only got that. one running back until Kareem Hunt comes back. But once he's back, you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's quite a duo. One-two punch there. Uh, further in the news, the Greenville Triumph, we talked about them last week. Um, they have been playing really well, got another win yesterday, and uh, have moved into fourth place, and that is in playoff picture. We told you they were getting it together, and boy, have they. <laughs> They're looking strong. I really like it. A 3-1 win uh, yesterday, or actually Friday, and they looked really strong. All the goals in the first half. All goals in the first half. Keegan is now tied for Golden Boot, and also Dallas J still killing it in the goal. Oh, my uh, god! Golden Glove count, uh, leader right now. Go Triumph. Go Triumph. I'm 864 for life. 864 for life. Got the shirt on. That's right. Free shirt. Free shirts. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's uh, about the biggest news we got coming in this week. So we'll be back with the uh, top three tight ends and kickers. We'll be back soon. Thanks. Top three position battles. Tight ends versus kickers. Dan. Uh, not much of a battle, but... <laughs> No, these pivotal positions in today's NFL. Really is. The extra points further away. Tight ends are the safety net slash playmakers. Dan, who's your top three? Gronk is out of the equation nowadays. You're right. So with Gronk out, uh, I think Travis Kelsey is going to move into that number one tight end position in the NFL. I really think with Pat Mahomes, too, he has a great quarterback for the multiple coming years and so i think travis kelsey's gonna continue what he did last year with the leading the league in uh yardage uh and having the 10 touchdowns i think he could easily have a better year than that wouldn't surprise me number two i'm going out to philly with zach Ertz. he's gonna be have finally have hopefully carson Wentz if stays healthy we'll have him out there consistently and carson Wentz does like to throw to the tight ends so i think that kurt uh zach Ertz will see just the same as last year, led the league in targets and catches at 116 catches. Uh, and then last, uh, in my third place, George Kittle. I thought he had a great year last year, was a young guy, uh, and didn't have his starting quarterback, Jimmy G, back from injury. Uh, they'll have an offseason work together. And so he was second leading you know, tight end with the yardage last year. And I think with Jimmy G, he can probably compete for the top position in that. Great pick, Dan. George Kittle. That's my number one tight end. He's got Jimmy G, probably my favorite quarterback, coming back. Go 49ers. I was a 49ers fan when I was a kid. Niners. Oh, my gosh. Great. Number two, Travis Kelsey. He's got my home boy. He's going to light it up, too. No question. Number three, little surprising, probably the most athletic young tight end. Up-and-coming team, we were just talking about him, David Njoku for the Cleveland Browns. I like that pick. He was on my fantasy team. 
He's fire. He was lighting it up at the end of the season. Had like five straight games where he like turned it on. David Njoku, Cleveland Browns. And after that, we're going to go to kickers. And I'm actually going to start with my kickers because Dan always goes first. (laughs) Number one, proven, also on my fantasy team, Justin Tucker. Baltimore Ravens are going to be like the only team in the NFL trying to run the ball nowadays compared to the pass-happy offense everybody's running. Number two, Greg the Leg, Zerlin, for the Rams. High-powered offense. They're going to get in the red zone a lot. They usually capitalize, but with Gurley health questions, they may have to kick a lot of field goals. Greg the Leg. Number three, I want to say Vinatieri, but I'm going to go with his replacement. Gus Kowski in New England, still a great kicker. New England, he's done it under pressure. He's probably going to do it again. Kickers can play to our like 45. They can play almost as long as Tom Brady yeah, nowadays. Equally as Tom, Tom <laughs> Brady may be a kicker's age when he retires. Yes. Tom Stay. Brady can just turn into a kicker and then play forever. He might as well. <laughs> uh, pliability. Pliability. <laughs> uh, is that all three? Yeah, that's all that's three. That's all three. It's so back to our, you, bud. So back over to me. Uh, there's a little bit of similarities on our number one. I also have Justin Tucker as the top kicker, always hitting the long field goals you see for the ball for the Ravens. Uh, I just think he's definitely going to keep building on what he's always done. Number two, Robbie Gold. I think he's been really good, and I think he can definitely keep going. Oh. Um, strong, great pick, a great pick. <laughs> I will say Greg Zerlin totally forgot about my man Zerlin. Greg, Sorry, the leg, the leg. I hate to be like that. But number three for me, it was a young guy, fre- uh, rookie year last year, playing with the Giants, Aldrich Rosas. Uh, he played really well. He had very consistent numbers, especially when he was kicking 30 to 39 and 40 to 49 yard field goals. It was also two for two 50 plus. So thought he had a good chance to improve on that. So sad. Do you remember the Bucks picking Roberto Aguayo from Florida State like two or three years ago? Yes. Second round pick on a kicker. Second round pick. They thought he was going to be the man. Head case. It's crazy. In their defense, he had a great college career, but aren't all kickers a head case though? Like, don't don't draft a kicker. Second round. Just sign a kicker. Get me a linebacker <laughs> just, or something. Just, just sign know. a kicker. Whatever. Top three position battles. Next week. What are we doing? Next week we'll have uh the trenches. We're gonna go D line and O line and it's gonna be uh I think that'll be a really fun one, honestly. The big hog mollies, one of my favorite terms. I was a lineman, you know that, right, Dan? I do know that. Oh, it was terrible. Go Eagles. (laughs) 33. I'm going to be playing guitar for 10 years when I'm 33. So I'm going to be great. 33. And then 34, 35 will start the band. Exactly. And then we have like a cool middle-aged name. Like, I mean, Craven Melon's already been done. We could do like, (laughs) that's a great name. It's a local band. That's a great name. Um, they had a song called Sweet Tea or something like that. Local legends. But uh, <laughs> our band name could be, you know, like oh, the average, the average Joes. That's too that's, lame. That's too average. The, I don't know, like L- lumbar pain. That's a great. <laughs> that's a great middle age. Thirty-five <laughs> midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. We're midlife crisis. That's a great that is band. a great band name, dude. <laughs> Shit, we got it. We, we can all mid- just wear like Corvette we are shirts. Midlife crisis. It's like, guys, aren't y'all not even middle-aged?
I want to introduce everybody to a new segment. I thought of it the other day, and it's called State of the Union. Cue music. Thank you, Zach, for that beautiful playing. Yeah, I played trumpet my whole childhood for that moment right there. All right. (laughs) But back to State of the Union. I had an idea for the segment the other day. Me and Dan, we love sports, and we are fans of certain teams. So we're going to give you an update on each of our favorite teams of choosing, regardless of sport. And I'm going to let Dan start it off. Well, that doesn't make sense. I should start it off. It's my segment. It's my segment. I'm a Clemson fan. Football's coming. We're going to talk about Clemson all fall. But I'm going to give you an update on my favorite team, the Charlotte Hornets. The whole world thinks that the Charlotte Hornets are like the worst team in the NBA. Half of the media wants us to move. Half of the media wants Michael Jordan to sell the team. The media is rubbing and rubbing it in our face that Kimball Walker's gone now that he's on the USA basketball team. He's like the face of the basketball team, along with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the three Celtics stars. I don't know why they're pushing the Celtics so hard, but the Boston teams are a big market on the East Coast, you know. But we got Scary Terry locked up for three years, nearly $20 million. I think it's a, it's a bad deal, but it's an all right deal. I don't want to pay Kimball Walker $40 million when he can't get us over the margin anyways right now. The young unit's great. Miles Bridges hopefully makes a jump. I haven't had much hype around P.J. Washington, our first-round pick, power forward. We'll see how he pans out. Hopefully he surprises. We have a good young unit, but a couple terrible contracts. So the Hornets just have to wait it out another year or two. The State of the Union is not very good currently. (laughs) But we got new management. It takes time. Got a new coach. I do like the new coach. We'll see what happens, but... State of the Union in Charlotte, pretty bad right now. Spirits are low. <laughs> that is unfortunate, but uh, for me, I am going to probably stick with college football. Um, since it is coming up, uh, I have been a Dogs fan for a long time. Um, Georgia, uh, Georgia family was born in Georgia. Uh, Grandpa always going to the games, and so uh, it's just something that's always been I, I've always been a part of. Um, the dogs right now are looking good. Uh, we've been the past few years, Kirby smart coming into his fourth year. Now, uh, he has his full recruiting classes. So everybody knows about four, three to four years is what it takes to get a full recruiting class to have all your guys in the program, as they would say. Uh, so at this point, these are his people. I think he's done really well with what he's had to go there so far. Jake from as the quarterback coming into junior year. Uh, we've been on the bridge. We've been on the cuff of breaking through, getting that big win. Uh, Bama seems to always be the big win that we need to get through and always seems to come back right in that last second. Um, that being said, we uh, this year going into the 2019 season, we are very confident in our uh, offensive line, probably one of the best in the country. I would argue probably the best in country because of the depth we have there. Sam Pittman has built a great wall, as they like to call themselves. Uh, the running back status, everybody knows that. We've, we've talked here about running back you. I think it's obviously Georgia probably, but... That's that can be debated. Uh, I think the big question coming into the year, our defense looks really good. I'm not too nervous about them. The big question coming in the year is the receiver core, and everybody wants to know about them. 
only guy coming back in the receiving core that actually has a catch from last year is Tyler Simmons. I think he'll be great. I think he can definitely be a uh, good receiver for us, make big catches, but I don't think he's going to be some top-tier receiver that you see the Clemsons have with Justin Ross, Alabama has with Jerry Judy. You don't see him breaking out like that. That being said, Kirby did bring in a good recruiting class. Malik Tung, uh, Lawrence Cager transfer from Miami. We pulled in Dominic Blaylock, which looks really good. My big guy that I'm very excited to see this year, George Pickens. He's about 6'5", 6'6", big guy. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be an A.J. Green of some sort or a Justin Ross or anything like that, but... From what I've heard, from what I've seen of few videos and whatnot, he does look to have that top tier, top five receiver in NF, in college uh, looks to him. So really excited about the dogs this year. State of the Union looks good, but uh, still hoping we can break through and get that national championship. I feel like we're knocking on the door. Well, another team that we both could agree on the state of the union is pretty good right now is the Atlanta Braves. Go Bravos. The South has a baseball team and it's in Atlanta and they have the second best record in the national league. They're leading their division in NL East 69 and 50, right? They signed up. Yeah. Yeah. They lost the other night, but yeah, you know, it happens. Baseball, plenty of games. You can lose. You can lose a game or two. 50 50 losses, and they're still one of the best teams in the league. So that's baseball for you. Behind the Dodgers. And then uh, the Nationals, without Bryce Harper, making a surge in the NL East, trying to catch the Braves. Still six and a half back. The Mets only seven back. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) The Mets are in it, man. I saw last night Bryce Harper, he was up to a bat, and a a fan was right beside him right behind the netting, and he was yelling overrated. overrated. Chanted overrated as Bryce Harper yacked a bomb. <laughs> and he looked right at him and threw his bat down. Bryce Harper, mega douche. Mega but, douche. you know, he can... Talk hit. your trash. There was, a, there was literally a video of him in, like, high school hitting a 600-foot home run when he was, like, 16. So May I was, not be overrated. Yeah, he can, <laughs> he can hit the long ball. But, anyways, Braves doing great. Let's see who they have up next. They're playing today, actually, Sunday. 110. So by the time y'all hear this podcast, oh no, the Braves hopefully have won that game. Hopefully looking strong, at least winning. Right they can now. bounce back against the Marlins. But yeah, anyways, as we head towards October, Bravo's looking good. State of the Union. Nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think the State of the Union's really strong for them. A lot of young guys, especially Ronald Acuna Jr. He has been playing fantastic. I'm pretty sure he is on pace to sort of do uh, give us like a 40 and 40. I think he's at 36 home runs already. He needs like um, eight more home runs or like five more home runs, something like that. And he needs like 16 more stolen bases. Stealing bases. bases. But you got 44 games and he's left. He's huge. I just think he, I think he is the, uh, I think he's the whole engine to what we have going there. Freddie Freeman's great. Um, and I think we have a lot of great players, but I think without him, that team would not be the same thing they are right now. Oh, yeah. Him and Ozzy have put us over the hump a little bit, you know. But Freddie, he's been a rock for the Braves. Like, McCann left and came back, and that's cool and all, but Freddie... Freddie stayed with He us got the, the contract, time. watched him grow. He's got one of the purest strokes. Like, that left-handed swing is... Whew, when he hits a home run, there's no doubt. 
There's I, no doubt. I think for the Braves to make a next step, because I think we're definitely could win the NLE. They NLEs. made they made some moves in the bullpen, um, which was great. I think we got to get a big name pitcher though, for sure. Well, you got you got Soraka. He's nice. He's super nice. He's young. He's got. Well, hopefully, it keeps going. More. And then you need some the other starting pitchers to do well, maintained. Really, you just got to hit your stride heading into October because that's true. It's one series and you're eliminated. Once yep. you hit the playoffs. So baseball's a completely different game in the postseason. That's why you see teams wanting Verlander and Clayton Kershaw to go every three days in October when these pitchers aren't. But if you have a pitcher that can pitch every three days on two days rest, what type of asset is that? Yeah, Put so Clayton Kershaw out three times so a series. Saying, we need Clayton Kershaw. We need a Verlander. There's only we so many Clayton Kershaws and Verlanders. That's why 36, 38-year-old Verlander's still getting – He's the top of the trade market because he's a baller and he's dating Kate Upton. <laughs> that would be a reason I would pay him. Too. I'd be pitching gas too if I had that at home. <laughs> but that's the state of the union for Braves, Charlotte, and the Dogs. So we covered the Southeast really. If only South Carolina had a team other than the Triumph. <laughs> <laughs> and we know the state of the union for them. Yeah, they're fire. So Triumph looking good heading into the playoffs. State of the union. We'll do this again soon. It was fun, Dan. Very fun. Yeah. Cue music. So we've gotten a few segments from Zach. Now I have something I want to talk about real fast uh, before we get out of here. College football is starting up soon, and college football ticket pricing has gotten a little out of hand, I feel. Um, as a Georgia fan, we have the highest average ticket price in college football this year, about $485. Uh, next up would be Ohio State, Michigan, and then uh, I do believe sure, like Ohio Notre State Dame, Alabama. So yeah, top five were right there. It'd be, uh, and so I just think it's pretty ridiculous that these teams think they can charge that price for an event that the players aren't even getting payment out of. And I understand the school needs revenues and things, but to say that a college football game that lasts three hours is going to cost me $485 to go hang out at and the concessions are ridiculously priced, I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense. All right. So there's two arguments that we could have here. I'm going to stay away from the pay in the college football players one just for today's sake. Yes. <laughs> Times okay. <laughs> yes, ticket prices are wild. As a Clemson fan, I remember being a kid. I was walking beside my dad. I was right outside the stadium. Florida State game. Me and him didn't have tickets yet. Old man reaches over the fence and just hands me and my dad two tickets to a Florida State game. There's no way that's going to happen nowadays. Nowadays it's you make, expensive. You make $200 off those tickets nowadays. And I remember as a teenager, South Carolina was in their prime with Spurrier. And me and my dad were there. It was like a midnight game. It was 12 o'clock, like seven hours before game time. And we asked some guy, like some scalper, how much for two tickets? He said 500 a piece. We laughed. <laughs> like, That's seriously, crazy. we literally laughed. Like, I remember Tommy Bowden there. Clemson was eight and four. Literally get a ticket for 20 bucks, lower deck, stuff like that. Clemson's changed a little bit. There's a lot of money. I'm glad we're good at football. Dabo's a great coach. We run the program clean. Go ahead and call us out for Austrian. Oh, my gosh. Of fat burning supplement like hop off guys they're not injecting hgh into their backs like come on clemson's it's not that bad and then those players are going to do great in the nfl they don't have any other scandals 
but ticket prices are absurd. Which brings me to my gripe with Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> this week, old Paul decided to attack Clemson for some reason. It was a little out of nowhere. I he, felt um, like. <laughs> he referenced IPTE donors, which IPTE stands for I pay 10 a year, referencing the original, like, club that they pay $10 a year towards the school, like, football program. Now that 10 may be 10,000, you know, yeah, like a 10, little more than $10, yeah, you know, I would guess. But my brother just got his season tickets. We're IPTE members. I've paid into IPTE. I love Clemson. It's a great community, but I literally quit going to the games because I can't afford to go to the games. Like I'm a college kid. And if I don't get that student ticket, which is already hard to get, I literally would spend like a week's pay to go to a game, you know, like. Plus, like, food, food and, there, drinks and drinks there, there and, ridiculous. like, stuff like that. Like, and God knows what's going to happen once they start selling beer in the stadiums. I saw Missouri, Kelly Bryant out there in Missouri. They just passed uh, beer and wine in the stadium, too, this I year. I did see that. So, a lot of progress in college football, and it's a lot of good stuff. Clemson's a great program. Georgia's great programs. Great football games. I love it. But this is why you can't sell out that 85,000 like seat stadium on like every game cuz you're asking too much. Like face value $75 to play like Ball State. That's the crazy. <laughs> and Ball Charlotte, I'm like win. I can't afford to go to these games, guys. Like I'm going to stay home and watch it on my flat screen that cost less than the football ticket in my <laughs> AC. <laughs> yeah. I'm like getting sunburnt, sweating bullets yeah. to watch us win 60 to zero that I spent a $70, like 70 spot on. Like could have bought me a new pair of shoes. That is crazy. But to the Paul Feinbaum, he did come out and he uh, was talking a little trash to Clemson said something as far as like, uh, I think he said, that Clemson was like a lottery winner in Mississippi who just doesn't know what to do with the money they're winning and they just don't aren't it, well, it was first a strange off, reference. Ipte is a very like big organization within the Clemson community. If you know Clemson, you know Ipte. We pay back to our college and you act like we just came out of nowhere to win these titles. First off, we've won a title before and it was a slow steady build, Paul. Paul, Paul, we were eight and four every year and everybody would just make fun of us for being eight and four. And then we went nine and three and then we went 10 and two. Then we went 11 and one. Then we went 11 and one. Then we went undefeated. Then we went 11 and one. And now we're probably going to go undefeated for the second straight year. <laughs> you know, like, come on, Paul, just because the SEC is terrible and you're paid to stay on the SEC network and all you talk about is Alabama is no reason to down talk Clemson when they Eclipse the pinnacle that is Nick Saban. Your idol, Paul. <laughs> like, this is just summer filler news. I don't understand it. I don't understand the Clemson hate. It's I'm like, sorry we do it better it's than It's like everybody. everybody talking about Davo Sweeney not giving Kelly Bryant the the national championship ring. And it's like, is that really? That's a no story. It's just summer news. Why are we even talking Kelly about Bryant this? and Davo both don't give a damn. It's crazy. We just got to fill in news time, don't we? All yeah. the time. I mean, but that's what we're in. We're in the news information business, Dan. That's true. And on that note, I want to wrap this up. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to Moody Sports. This is our fourth episode, so that makes a month worth of material that you can listen to to start your week. So anyways, this is Moody Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Moody underscore sports, and 
follow us on Spotify. We got Moody Sports with Dan and Zach. Subscribe. Listen again. Moody Sports on Twitter. Moody underscore sports and Spotify. Moody Sports with Dan and Zach. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Woo! Moody Sports.